0: Hello, lovely listener. This is the Shit You Don't Learn in School podcast, and my name is Calvin Rosser.
1: And my name is Steph Smith.
0: So Steph, today I wanna talk about integrity.
1: Okay, what's integrity?
0: Before we dive in, I think one of the most useful skills as an adult is to define your values. And values may sound like this fluffy woo-woo term, but I think of it as something is really important. And the way I define values are, The principles that you have that determine your decisions. And so if you're deciding to work with someone or you're deciding to be with a partner and your values are not being lived by, you would have a clear way to make a decision about something. One of the values that I've adopted in my adult life, and it's largely inspired by my grandfather, who I think embodied this quality, is integrity.
1: So whenever I think of values, I agree they're incredibly important, but I think of these culture pages that you see on big company websites, and they have a couple words that their company culture is supposed to abide by, and they always sound so fluffy and vague. And sometimes integrity sounds like that to me as well, where it's, okay, I think I know what integrity means, but at the same time, if I were to define it, I've struggled to do so. Do you have a very clear definition of integrity?
0: I agree with you that it's often ill-defined, but for me, integrity means doing what you say you're going to do. And actually I actually heard on a podcast someone define it almost exactly like that, but they added the clause and and when you're going to do it. So it's basically, hey, you say you're gonna do something, you go and do it. And if you don't, you are willing to pick up the pieces and deal with the consequences of that and solve that problem. And for me, that one is really clear. If I tell a colleague that I'm going to do something, or I tell my partner I'm gonna do something, I want to for most times to be doing that. Otherwise, I'm not living by my values. And no one's perfect on this, but that's the direction I want to move towards, especially as I get older.
1: Interesting. So if integrity is doing what you will say you are going to do, how do you measure integrity in terms of people will say, I want to be a high integrity person, or people will say that person has no integrity. And is it just noticing when people do what they say they're going to do? Or do you have a way of actually thinking through measuring integrity?
0: Yeah. I don't assess other people's integrity so much as I think about it myself, but usually it comes to mind when I've made a mistake. So one of the things that I've been working on since I was a young lad in this world is not letting the times when I'm angry come off onto other people. I grew up a little bit of an angry kid, angry at the world. And I've spent a lot of my life learning how to calibrate this emotion that I inevitably feel and make sure that I'm not yelling at people or make sure that I'm not lashing out at people. And all of the negative things that come from anger. So if I end up in a place where I blow up or something, which happens still, like I've never found a way to eliminate that. I'm not sure if I will. I have to look at myself and say, am I doing what I say I want to do, which is to never let my personal feelings um, of anger in particular come out in bad ways to other people. And so that may look like if I blow up. I apologize. I reflect on what happened. I think about what I need to personally change to not let that happen. And this can be true even if someone like really pissed me off and did something bad on their end. That part doesn't actually matter. What matters was my response to it and me not living up to something that I said I was going to do to myself and to others who I've expressed that to.
1: That's interesting because a lot of people think of integrity as something as it relates to other people. So I think of this person's high integrity because every time they said they're going to come through on this thing, they always have. For you, it sounds like some of that external integrity may be important, but integrity almost seems like an internal metric that you are paying attention to.
0: Yeah. It's like a guidepost for myself. And it's one of my values. The one thing with values is you can't necessarily expect other people to hold the same values that you do. You could say, hey, I don't want to work with people who exhibit these qualities. And that's one of the directions that you want to move in. And so you hold yourself accountable to that. I don't keep score for other people because I only see isolated events with them, though if it's repetitive and it's violating what I think someone should do in a given situation, I may have to break ties or have a conversation about how things are not going in the ways that I would expect.
1: I want to talk a little bit more about this idea of internal integrity and this idea where you say that you care about certain things or you say you want to be an X, Y, Z person. And I'm guilty of this as well, but I find a lot of people, their hopes for themselves or the way that they would ideally like to describe themselves doesn't always match up to their actions. One thing that I always find interesting is if you were to ask someone who they admire, they'll say, I admire this person because they're so ambitious or I admire this person because they always do the right thing. Meanwhile, <laughs> in their own decisions, they don't always mimic that, which I always find fascinating because I, in theory, the people that you admire and the reasons that you admire them, you would ideally like to mimic in your own life. But I often find there's a disconnect between those.
0: The people I admire usually exhibit the values that I want to have myself, but they are just seemingly better at doing it. And so I think of them as that's the direction I want to move in. I'm thinking of my best friend, for example. He is just someone who is cool, calm, and collected under pressure. Part of it is just his personality and disposition. I don't think he has quite the same spikes in emotions that I do. But at the same time, I do think he does personally a better job of learning how to calibrate his emotions and not let them leak into his decision-making and actions. And I just look to that and I think, wow, I I really admire that. That's one of the reasons this is one of my good friends. And I want to move more in that direction. I think people can get caught up in if you want to lose, let's say you wanted to lose weight. And your accountability metrics were, I'm going to exercise, I'm not going to eat dessert, etc. If you violate that, I I find what people often do is they then hate themselves and then they stop trying to do whatever they were going to do and end up in this downward cycle of not really living by their health values when they could have just stepped back and said, okay, I had one bad day. That's human. Have some self-compassion and then get back on track. How can I get back on track the next day? Me, for example, I've tried to cut back on uh, drinking because it it reduces the quality of my sleep, sometimes makes me more irritable, but I've still struggled to do it to the extent that I want to. And I I just continue to look for ways to do that and don't ever really ignore that. I think about it on a weekly basis. Do you have a different definition of integrity or how do you think about integrity as it relates to your life?
1: I was just thinking of this as you were speaking, and I think my definition of integrity I really like yours and I think it's more accurate. But my definition throughout time, I think, has been more grounded in the idea of how people interact with other people and more of that external integrity. So if someone is a leader, I expect them to support their team and to prioritize their team over themselves. And if they, for example, throw their team consistently under the bus, I think that's low integrity. I guess this still is this idea of what they say they'll do versus what they actually do.
0: I completely agree with you that in the workplace, integrity is incredibly important. And I actually think it can be an easy differentiator for you. You may not be the smartest, the hardest working, or some other qualities of which you could measure someone's performance or skills. But if you have high integrity in the workplace, That is something that builds respect with colleagues. It helps you uh, be trusted. I think you will end up in positions of leadership. And at the end of the day, people will like working with you more, even if you're not, say, like the superstar employee. And that's one area where I try to bring integrity as well. Again, I'm not perfect at it. What I respect a lot is when people say they're going to do something, maybe they don't do it, and then they own up to it and they're honest about it, or they just give you the heads up. I think the worst thing is just sometimes I think people don't act with integrity. They feel bad about it and they may not communicate it about it because they want to try to subvert it or hide it from you. If you find that out, that's when you really lose trust with someone. That's almost never worth it because it's so hard to build trust in relationships and just so easy to break it as well. And so integrity can be this forcing function for at least you're doing what you say you're going to do and treating people in that way and holding yourself accountable.
1: I think one important part of integrity is that it's not always about being positive. In fact, if you're a person who's always surrounded by people who are quote unquote yes men or yes women, those people may not be high integrity if they just, no matter what support you and what you're gonna do. I think actually sometimes more high integrity people are the people who are saying no or who are giving you constructive feedback or who are keeping you in check because if they really care about you, everyone needs someone to really be that force for you who keeps you in check at times. Being high integrity does not mean that you're just infinitely supportive. In fact, being supportive sometimes can mean giving some of that negative
0: I would break down that example into a couple of sub ideas. So if you're a leader and you have someone who's underperforming, you may default to being supportive because it's more comfortable and you don't want to have difficult conversations. But if you've told that person and you tell other people you want to help your direct reports learn and grow and that you're willing to give them feedback and receive it on your end, and then you don't do that just because it's uncomfortable... That would be low integrity and not setting the right expectations for someone. The other thing that I wanted to mention is around this idea of being supportive. It sounds like you may have a value of you think it's appropriate for people to be kind to others. And so that actually could be a separate value distinct from integrity where you think in all situations, regardless of how heated you may be, people should be kind to one another. They can still you know, disagree and all of that, but there should never be anything that breaks from this just general compassion and kindness. And so when you see that violated, that would just be violating your kindness value. And that would be different from integrity. And you just may not want to associate with those people or to find your way to keep distance.
1: Yeah. I think that makes sense. And thinking through how integrity is just one of the many different values that someone might have in their lives. What happens if some of your values go at odds
0: That's tough. In theory, the way to do it is you stack rank your values. So if integrity is your number one value, the other ones wouldn't come before that. So one example would be you have your top value is family and your second value is freedom. And so these are a little loosely defined, but let's just say family. I'm always there for family and freedom is I want to create a life where I have freedom and I'm not tied to too many things. I think you could easily think of scenarios where you may have to be there for your family, Imagine a grandparent who's sick and you have to actually be their caretaker for a couple of years, and that would seriously restrict your freedom, say, to go travel the world or to take on certain jobs or all the other ways in which you may want freedom But because family is number one, it's a clear choice for you. And so you do have to stack rank your values. And that may seem like a silly exercise, but I've actually gone through this. And sometimes the values move up and down. Freedom used to play a much bigger role in my life. And that actually meant I left certain relationships because I didn't have the freedom that I wanted. But now other things have taken precedence like depth and the relationship I'm in. And so freedom takes a backseat to that. It's totally fair if they move throughout time. But that's how I would think about if values come into conflict. You really do have to choose... What's my number one, two, three, four, five?
1: Getting back to something we mentioned right at the beginning of this episode is often, especially when you see it related to a company, values sound super vague, right? Because they're just these words on a screen or words that you say, I really value integrity or I really value family. But at the end of the day, when you're thinking through your values, I think it's important to really think through not just what they are, but how they manifest in practice, right? So given a certain situation, what does this mean for your actions? Because that's really what values are. It's just a compilation of what, in theory, you prioritize and how those manifest in your actions throughout life. And then, as you said, prioritizing them, because at the end of the day, certain things will come at odds. Maybe not always, but it is important to say, what is the most important value in my life? And what does that mean for the different actions that I may have to take in life?
0: Agreed. I think in the case of companies, one of the ways in which they go wrong is they throw up a values page and maybe it was even thoughtfully constructed. But then you just have this page that has a few values. They're probably good ones, but there's gaps in how they actually translate that into practice. So I'll give you an example of how I think it should work. I think you should go survey your employees. Figure out what they think about your company, figure out what direction you want to take it, and then come up with a distilled list of values that are defined as you want to define it. Everyone has a different definition of love or integrity. Define it for your company based on a little bit of research and thought. The next thing is anytime someone new comes on or even for existing employees, do some serious training on your values. It could include having people read books. It could have them going through examples of how to think about decision-making and really train them on the expectations that you have for your company because you can't expect other people to have your values if you don't define them and set expectations. And then the third and most important thing that I see missing with companies is it's really important that leadership exhibits the values, in, especially in tough scenarios, and that it's baked into your performance plan. If you say that integrity is a top value, I think that people should be measured on that. Let's say you have a 12-month a annual review cycle. There should be examples of how you were low and high integrity and where you rate on that scale. And that's one way to actually put it into practice because you're measuring people and making decisions about their compensation and promotion cycles based on the values that you say your company has. And that's a way to translate it from a fluffy branding exercise to something that's actionable.
1: Yeah, I think you mentioned examples. That's a really key point where if you say that you have certain values, you should be able to say, here are a bunch of different scenarios. As someone with high X, whatever your value is, how would this person respond, right? Or how would someone engage in this situation? And depending on your values, there are different responses. And I think you should be able to develop an exercise where you go through that and you actually codify, okay, these are our values and this is how they look in practice.
0: And then when someone either lives by them or doesn't live by them, give that feedback almost immediately. Like hop on a call with someone afterwards. Hey, I thought it was awesome that you did this because that really showed that you were customer-centered. Like we say we want to be. Or, hey, you didn't do this. And I would have expected that in this situation because that's how we try to be at this company.
1: And reward people for those actions i see so many companies that have some sort of value like being giving or kind or empathetic to other coworkers. but at the end of the day how are they actually rewarding people who are embodying that value there's no clear reward system for that and then there's also not the flip side of that so if someone is not empathetic or kind or giving and of course this may not be your company's value but if it is what are your mechanisms for actually rewarding the people that do that or punishing in some way the people who are not embodying that value if that's something that you in theory say that your organization should care about?
0: If you decide to go and do that and make it a part of your company, you have to do it right because if you don't do it right, then people just won't trust what you have to say. And that breakdown of trust will you know, lead people to not only act not in the ways that you want, but to make them think that you're a hypocrite or that you only live by your values when it's convenient for you. And that's the important thing with values is even when it's not convenient, you do something because that's what you decided you were going to do. And it's your decision-making framework.
1: It almost sounds like integrity is the pinnacle of those values, because if you don't live by your values and the things that you said you would do, you're not high integrity.
0: People could decide to not be high integrity. You can choose whatever you want in life. I think that's another thing too, is Again, don't expect other people to live by the values that you've chosen because there's many different courses in life and different things you can prioritize. And if you default, expect other people to be like you, then I think you're going to be sorely disappointed and probably evaluate people in unhelpful ways.
1: All right. So what are the key takeaways of this episode?
0: One of the key takeaways is that thinking about your values is not a fluffy exercise if you do it well. And it's important because it helps you make decisions, especially in those points where you may not have clarity. If you're struggling to make a decision, I think it's because your values aren't clear. And so when you clarify those values, hey, family versus freedom, then you will soon be able to just make decisions that may have seemed hard before and do that with ease and, and be able to sleep at night that's another signal is maybe you made a decision and all of a sudden your gut is telling you that it was wrong or you can't sleep. That may be an example where you made actions that you thought aligned with your values, but didn't and can be a signal for you. And then the I guess the last thing is just if you're a company, take this stuff seriously and put it into practice in ways that are repeated for people and that they're trained because you can't just throw up a page and expect people to behave that way.
1: Yes. And whatever your values are, if you're not rewarding people who embody those values or punishing people in some way, punishing maybe sounds a little harsh, but you get what I'm saying. Then it's hard to say that those are truly your company values, because again, values are not some vague statement. They're how people actually take action in a given situation.
0: Shall we end it there?
1: Yes. Thanks for listening.
0: All right. Until next time, get your values clear.